What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Tana Talks podcast. It is me, Montana Duran. I am joined with a very lovely guest, Haley Montgomery. Hi. 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 Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Really, we're strangers, and this is the first time we ever met, but I, I really feel like I know you. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> She knows me, and I feel like I know her, too. She's just the most lovely person ever. Oh, my God. Stop all crying. Literally right here, right now. No, <laughs> but seriously, my friend Allie, near and dear to my heart, she has designed all of these lovely posters, um, and she does do freelance work. Um, <laughs> Plug. <laughs> so, um, f- when I was first starting comedy, she was like, oh, my God, Montana, I met this girl one time, um, and she's a comic in Atlanta. I'm going to send you her profile. You should be friends with her. And I was like... I need a friend. <laughs> I need a friend. And she sent me your profile, and I followed you, and I messaged you that weird story, and you were like, hi. And you've been so nice and kind in the DMs ever since. Well, I was so excited to meet you. Yeah. You're literally so – your voice is so calm. You should start a podcast. <laughs> because your it's voice is so calm. <laughs> sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. You have a lovely voice. Thank you. <laughs> okay, it. so I'm so glad to have you here. We've been trying to do this for a while. This is going to be very good. Um, you are a comic. You um, produce. You you have your own. Pro- is it a production? Yeah. Like a show? Yes. Uh, hand up, stand up? Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So uh, we partner with nonprofits. We have five nonprofits we work with. Okay. And we partner with local businesses. We have five venues that we work with. And then we produce shows that help um, benefit our nonprofits when we do a show for one of our nonprofits. Okay. And then we also are trying to have a sustainable business. So we're running shows as well and open mics. I think it's really cool that you guys have the nonprofit aspect. Like, what made you, what made you want to do that? Because that's different. I, I honestly, I volunteered with Atlanta Mission for like ten years. Okay. And um, they do like events and stuff like that. They have a run. They have a marathon that they do, and they, you know, they do a great job. But I was like, you know, who could really do this? I could really do this. I feel like (laughs) I could really like help them out. (laughs) And and so I talked with them and I was like, hey, like, would you be interested in like if I did comedy shows for you guys? And they were like, yeah, but, you know, it's hard getting people there. And I was like, you know who else is hurting right now in the middle of like pandemic is like businesses. So I just went to different businesses that I liked and frequented. And I was just like, hey, would you be interested in hosting a comedy show? And we would take the, we would do door sales mm-hmm. and give 80% of the proceeds to our nonprofit partners. And we would also bring business so you could make food and liquor sales. And we really wanted it to be a win-win for everyone. And then we were like, you know what? We're going to make sure that we pay comics. And so everyone who walks across our stage, make sure they get paid so we can, you know, have a win-win-win for everyone. And Hopefully, just you know, it was a fun business idea. We're we're still working on it and um, building our partnerships and trying to find sponsors because I mean it costs money to start and <laughs> you the know, stimmies run out. It costs, it costs 
money (laughs) things and so we were like okay like we're gonna make an investment and now we're like trying to navigate what it looks like having a sustainable business so it's been fun wow I love that I kind of just jumped ahead because like I just wanted to know about this show like personally (laughs) um but how did you okay that is such a cool story how long have you been doing comedy because I feel like it's so special like and how long have you been doing it? Like, how did you get started with it that led to this, like, beautiful thing that y'all are creating? I think it's really special. Thank you so Because I see the pictures. Like, the shows, you, literally, Angel, that was just here that I recorded with, was, like, the shows are so great. Like, she talks so highly of them. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, like, where did this start from? <laughs> I, uh, this is my second year of doing comedy as of, like, June. Wow. Which is very exciting. And I started, my first show was at the Laughing Skull at their open mic. And I was just like, I want to give it a go. I was a flight attendant before. And like, yeah, people were always making me do the announcements. And they just thought I was silly or funny. And so I was like, (laughs) silly. I should do this. (laughs) Just have a go. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was back when it was five minutes. So I just like signed up for it and wrote like a Five minute, what I thought was a type five. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just went for it. It's been so fun since then. I saw the clip that you posted of the first time, and it was freaking hilarious. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, you're so Literally. Uh, no, but I, I know that feeling, like, because the first time I ever did it, and then you you think, I was like, in that moment, I was like, oh, my God, I killed it. And then I look, I have looked back at that video. I'm like, oh, my God, I am so cringe. Like, and I'm like, I, and it's only been, like, a year. I can't imagine, like, looking back. I'll cringe at that forever. But mm-hmm. that's so. That. That's real. <laughs> so you just, have you, had you, like, had any interest in it before? Or you just, like, did it? I loved watching it. You loved watching I it? I mean, I would listen to it while I go to bed. I would listen to like Jim Gaffigan like while I would go to sleep and listen to his audiobook and listen to like some of my favorite comics. Yeah, I always enjoyed comedy, but yeah. I never really felt like I could write a joke and I thought there was like this method to the madness of it and sure there is, but I don't know it still. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but I'm having fun. You <laughs> I think that's all that matters is Mm -hmm. having fun with it. Um, I think it's also really special. I saw you – you talk about – or you don't talk – I don't know if you talk about it, but you – in your personal businesses, you do, like, dyslexia, like, tutoring, Mm -hmm. right? Is that what it's called? Am I calling it right? Okay. And you – you wrote – that someone wrote you about how your joke, like, made them feel comfortable with you. Like, so – can you get into, like, what you do with that and, and what – and that story? I thought that yeah. was a really cool story, and I'm all about oh. stories here, and that really, like, it, like, got my eye, and I was like, I want to hear about that and, like, yes. where that came from. I actually cried when that happened. Like I cried reading cried. your Instagram story. Yeah. <laughs> I was so moved. So I, I teach kids that have dyslexia. I'm mm-hmm. a dyslexia practitioner, and actually I have dyslexia. And the program that I teach kids to read with is the same program that I learned to read with when I was six years old. And it's amazing because so many dyslexic people fall through the cracks because 
teachers are not educated on how to teach dyslexic people mm. because we're kinesthetic learners. It takes way more than just auditorial or visual learning. You have to do it. You have to do all these things. Yeah. Um, to really understand and comprehend reading. Mm-hmm. And it's a, yeah. big, it's a big feat. But so I, I teach kids to read and then I started doing comedy and then I posted some of my stuff on YouTube and I posted some of it on Instagram and this guy reached out to me through our website, through handup-standup.com, and mm-hmm. was like, hey, I'm looking for a tutor for my girls, la la can I call you? And I was like, this is so bizarre. Like, he's reaching out to me through my comedy, like, you know, our website. That's so yeah. weird. So I called him. I was out with some friends. And I called him. I thought it was going to be a quick conversation. And he's telling me about his his two daughters who have dyslexia. And then he's like, actually, I have dyslexia, too. And he's telling wow. me this story. And he's like, um, you know, I'm telling him all about the program. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I, this is my fees. This is what it looks like. This is what the program entails. And then he was like, you know, um, actually, well, I asked him. I was like, how did you find me? Like, yeah. Usually psychologists recommend me or teachers or parents of students I've had in the past recommend me. Um, But he was like, actually, to be honest, I watched your stand-up and I showed it to my girls and we were dying laughing. I I have a joke that, like, I teach kids to read, but I'm not a great reader. And, like, (laughs) so dumb. I love it. It's true. Like... It's funny it's because it's true. It's true. I my title is I am a reading and writing specialist. I am a reading and writing specialist. I'm a dyslexia practitioner. But because I'm dyslexic, I'm like, I can't email these parents and have one mistake because <laughs> they're gonna be like, she is not specialist. Worth She's not worth this price. Okay. Um so I have a PA for that. But <laughs> So I, you know, I'm a reading and writing specialist to kids with learning disabilities, (laughs) to dyslexic people. I've got the hand up and I know how to teach them. (laughs) To the rest of the world, I'm still incompetent. But, no, just kidding. There's there's spell check. It doesn't matter Literally, no. Um, (laughs) No. Like, dyslexic people, their IQ is so high. Yeah. That's why they're entrepreneurs and innovative thinkers Mm -hmm. and, like, they're brilliant little minds, but... And so articulate. Like yeah. My kids that I have, they're so articulate and smart, but the the school system doesn't know what to do with them, so they put them in special needs classes, and then they're like, why am I sitting next to someone who can't go to the bathroom themselves or can't eat, feed themselves? Yeah. And they're like, well, what am I doing here? And then their whole life, they just feel like they're stupid, and they're not. Mm. They're just brilliant minds who haven't been, you know, brought up and taught in a way that they learn so it's so sad but um yeah that that dad talked to me and now I tutor his kids I tutored one of his kids today and like I hope it's okay that I'm sharing (laughs) (laughs) I didn't ask permission um but they're just the most lovely family and like it just moved me so much no it literally moved me like I was like that is so special like that's just like because I think sometimes people think, oh, comedy, like, oh, you're just, like, one. But it's, like, it's more than that, like, because that mm-hmm. you're, that brought him, it made, it, like, made that connection with him. He felt safe, mm-hmm. like, and you, 
like how it's like special that you get to like turn around and like you I'm sure like because you were you're able to empathize with these kids because Mm -hmm. I'm sure like you felt that way like I was like what was it like growing up like how old were you when you found out like was it something like because I know with girls like it goes a lot like undiagnosed right Mm -hmm. like I definitely um so I was six years old when they found out but it was third grade when they were like she's falling through the cracks like yeah we don't know what to do with her and I was that girl in special needs classes who was talking to my teacher Miss Carol Smith and being like what am I doing in this class I'm in here with other kids who no child left behind. yeah I am the child left behind <laughs> this is this is all part of my bed, but yeah, oh, this really? is legit. Really? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like rewriting. Sorry, I must have like <laughs> remembered it no. subconsciously. <laughs> no, that's my life. That is like the truth behind it. But I found out at an early age, which I'm very fortunate. Yeah. Um, and I did learn to read with this program, but I mean, it was my whole life pretty much being like, I don't fit into the system. Yeah. I don't learn the way other people's learn. I don't communicate the way other people communicate. Like. My whole life has been people telling me, like, that's an interesting way of thinking about it. Like, not in a good way, (laughs) but just like a, oh, interesting. But now with comedy, I feel, like, freed up. It's a creative outlet to, you know, speak my mind on certain things. And, yeah, speaking about it with dyslexia in particular, like, these girls, when they talk to me about it, like, the students that I have from the guy who reached out to me, they... This one girl, she is a little bit older, and she was like, I'd like to do comedy, too. You really, like, encouraged me. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I've been kind of not taking this seriously, and now I feel like I have a reason to really actually try hard and work at this. And like, oh, my God. I'm literally <laughs> about to cry. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you try hard with comedy. <laughs> but I, I think you're doing it. <laughs> but I... Even, <laughs> Shelby, I was, I was like, uh, I did a show and I was like, you know what? I need to go, I need to go shopping. I need to look more like a comic. <laughs> she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I need at least one pair of jeans and a couple t-shirts. <laughs> she was like, this I literally <laughs> took my leggings off when you got hers. I was like, I need her to think that I wear pants. No, I wore I leggings don't. on the last I interview. Don't. I have the same outfit. Yeah, we have the same shirt. We literally Honestly, have the same I'm, shirt. I'm sure we're wearing it right now. Should I go? Should we pause no. it? <laughs> Honestly, I'm about it. <laughs> So we come back She's adorable. We come back and everyone's her. like, who's who? <laughs> <laughs> they cannot, you know, they can't tell who's, oh, like, I get confused with other girls who are plus size or other girls who Oh, it's infuriating. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I get it. Okay, so this is, like, funny that you bring <laughs> That's real. Funny that you bring that up. I have, like, I used to be, um, <laughs> uh, I, when I was, like, Working at, like, a church, I was standing there with a girl who was actually a model. <laughs> like, gets paid okay. to be a model, okay? <laughs> and she's my friend. <laughs> and um, we were just standing there, like, because I was, like, uh, the first impression. So, like, the people would come in, and they would just tell us their first impressions, I guess, you know? Like, whatever. <laughs> and um, the woman goes, oh, my God, you two are so beautiful. You look, And I was like, wow, thank you. You look like two models. You know, the plus size one and her friend. And I was like, why can't we just be two model no, best friends? Like, 
just leave it. Yeah, no, it's infuriating. So it's, yeah, especially in comedy, literally like every. It's like of course you're funny. You're a big girl. <laughs> Yeah, and producing shows too. Like there are a couple other showrunners who are on the plus side a little bit, and people confuse us a lot. And I'm like, oh no, it was just, it was just another white plus size girl. <laughs> That's why you can't keep us straight, I guess. Male comics, but <laughs> it's just like do better. <laughs> Learn my name. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you guys know this, but it's 2021, and females, um, we have names, yeah. and we're allowed to do comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're allowed to communicate our thoughts and feelings. And I don't know if you know this, but girls are funny, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate that we have to clarify that, but I just want to say. Sometimes are. funnier. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, Oh, wow. Sorry. That just took a turn. We, had, we were getting way too serious. I was about to cry. <laughs> you were talking about these dyslexic kids. I'm like, oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. I, I think that's so, like, I think it's beautiful. Like, do you, like, you get, you do something so rewarding. Like, how does that feel? Because I like, have a corporate job where I copy and paste emails a lot. <laughs> so how does it feel to do that? Honestly, I'm so fortunate. I am so fortunate. I I worked at Allstate. Uh, oh, for I have a minute, an insurance job. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Why yeah. do we have the same life? <laughs> I I honestly, but I've always been able to pursue my passions, like with work. Yeah. Like I graduated high school and I was like, I think I want to be a hairdresser. So I got my hair license. Wow. And then I was about to say you have great hair. I just got it. It looks great. Thanks. I um and then I was like, I think I want to pursue music, so I decided to go to college for music, and then I graduated, and I was like, I want to teach elementary school music. I did that at Victory over in Norcross, and then I got furloughed, and I was like, I think I want to travel, so I became a flight attendant. Wow. Like I've just been able to pursue my dreams, and I'm I'm so fortunate to have been able to do that and to you know really have things fall in place in so many ways how do you think where do you think that comes from like I I really just believe like it it came from being willing to let go and go a little bit where I was not financially stable yeah (laughs) and I was just like you know what I would rather I slept on my friend's couch when I was going through flight attendant like school and stuff like that and I was just like it's gotta I've gotta make this work yeah like I have to do this and that's kind of like whatever it takes personality like a little bit I can tell comedy like literally if you've been doing this two years like June was Mm -hmm. two years like and you've literally built like I looked up the website before you came because I'm like I try to do my research on people before they come here and like when I saw like you partner with stuff you do the nonprofit, I'm like that is so first of all it's like special and different and like I didn't know I thought you've been doing this for like five years like I had no idea you just like started like so you obviously have that like go-getter like work hard like hard work mentality like where does that come from? Does it come from, like, your family or, or an internal drive or something? My family is – they're all, um, like, athletes in different ways. Like, two of my – my mom scouts for the Braves, 
and two of my brothers were like drafted out of high school <laughs> and like one of my other brothers is an engineer or he went to Georgia Tech to be an engineer and then now he does video and they've all kind of pursued their passions as yeah. well but just that like you know what if I'm gonna do it I want to take it as far as I can take it uh yeah. kind of mentality of like I'd rather bust my butt to to do something and to do it as best I can Mm-hmm. Then just kind of sit back and like see, so what happens? Yeah, and just do it, kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of half-hearted. Yeah. Like I, I really think you live once. You better like make the most of it while you're here, and and you never know, you know how quick it's gonna be. So you okay? So you said you went to school for music, mm-hmm. and. And now you're doing comedy, so you're in, like, so clearly you're a very creative person. Have you always been a creative person? <laughs> I've always been an outside thinker. Yeah. <laughs> the, that might be the, like, yeah. <laughs> like the different learner, like, mm-hmm. the what? yeah. Yeah. So you've always been that way. I feel like in areas where I lacked with school, mm-hmm. I made up for with my EQ. Like, I had friends always, like friends could make friends with anyone I felt like which was just like a blessing and yeah I it really is like the areas that I really lacked I made up for in other areas so it was like oh I'm really good at, at you know coming up with random things that people think are silly or songs I was just always like oh it's a melody and if I can remember it it must be pretty okay because I have a hard time remembering things so yeah yeah it's just like fun creative outlets I love that's awesome so how did you become a, a dyslexia dy- dyslexia per- practitioner practitioner I'm so scared of the words yeah <laughs> I am too I don't want to say the wrong word don't even worry with me that is my whole life I get netters and lumbers mixed up all the time oh, and I, I yeah Netters? Numbers and letters mixed <laughs> up all the time. And I... I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I I flip-flop things all the time. My whole life is like being... I literally ran a mic where I yeah. mispronounced everyone's name. And not in like a crazy way. It was like Tyler, but I said Taylor. And I was just like... <laughs> I'm just like... I'm sorry. <laughs> At the end, people, people were like, you're funny. And I was like, gosh, I hope they think I'm funny and not just rude. Like, no. Like, you know, but mispronouncing names yeah. of people that I've known for almost two years. I'm like, that's, that's poor. I need to get better with that. So. No. But. No. <laughs> You're sorry. Dyslexia practitioner. Yeah. How did you asking? become that? Like, what oh, does that look like? Oh, gosh. It was two years of studying and doing online courses. And I had a practicum student where, you know, I have to take him through the whole program. And. Um, have him graduate and it's awesome yeah like it's so cool because you teach someone to read and it's just like they change their whole life are they in school still too mm-hmm. so like do you kind of get to be like their little like their therapist too like do they talk yeah, yeah they like, talk very openly with me and I'm kind of one of the few people that really like understands them and like oh I it's crazy. Some kids come to me and like they're in seventh grade and they don't know how to spell their name, which is so just like, you know, 
crushing to a person's dignity to not know and it's not their fault yeah just no one took the time and effort and energy not not blaming parents not blaming anyone else but just saying they needed extra time and attention and they didn't receive that and so literally like i taught a kid how to spell his name his name's christian and we would write it out and then we would air write it out and then we would tap it out and then we would spell it and and when he, that clicked, I was, like, his confidant and his, like, and I talked to them, like, hey, like, because they'll say things all the time because in school, you know, people call them stupid. And I'm, like, I don't want to mm. say that about us anymore. Yeah. I don't want to hear you talk about us like that because mm. I'm just like you. And I want you to know that you're smart and that, you know, you're a brilliant kid. You're going to do great once you get out of school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> once you're that's out of school, the, your life will start, one, baby. Yes. And you can oh. pursue your dreams and do whatever you want to do. But in the meantime, we're going to bust our butt and we're going to work hard and we're just going to make it happen. Wow. So, yeah. The, the parents like letters after a kid graduates are just like the testimonials that I have from like previous students are mm-hmm. just I you could just cry. Yeah. Mean, they're like no one else could teach them. And mm-hmm. then now they can read and change the whole life. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, crazy. should I go to school? <laughs> changes my whole life. Honestly, we need more people on board. Literally changes. Yeah. Just, that's how e- I'm convinced. Yeah, like it's real. You are that's so special and so so Thank so you. special. Seriously. And I think that you're that you have such a big heart. Like, do you realize that? Like that is so like to be able to like go through something and not let it defeat you, and then, like, be able to help people, like, and definitely that's why, like, the stand-up thing, the hand-up stand-up, like, helping nonprofits, like, and especially, like, so you guys started it during COVID, like, right before, okay, our first show was February of 2020, oh, yeah. soul-crushing, right, <laughs> oh, yeah, you we were, were like, on such a high, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so, so what was, did you, did you think that during COVID, did you think that it was gonna, like, not be a thing? Yeah, well, we, you know, it was hard to navigate. And yeah. it was like the businesses were like, we are desperate. We're going to close down. And the nonprofits were like, we're at capacity and we don't have the finance to even help. Mm. And it, they had to close their doors. Like they weren't even allowing staff in there because they were at capacity. And it was coming into, it was winter. Yeah. And so people were just like at Atlanta Mission and particular they were like we have people sleeping outside and we need more blankets we need more towels we need more socks and we were just like okay like let's do outdoor shows in february (laughs) so the venues that had outdoor spaces we were like let's let's utilize them Mm. let's try our best and yeah and you know just try to make it work and you know, we received a good amount of heat from people being like, you know, you shouldn't be running shows. You shouldn't be doing this right now. And we were like, you know what? We're taking temperatures. Everyone's wearing masks. We're outside. Everyone can social distance. At, from our perspective, we're like, w- there is a bigger need right now These for li- what we're doing. This is someone's livelihood. Like, like a lot of businesses had to, sh- like, let shut, shut down. down. And these were new business. We picked new businesses to partner with, like, 
Wonderkid was a brand new business and um, you know Bold Monk was pretty brand new when we first came there and those that was the first show I went to though with the thing with the hands like that oh, yeah. that, that <laughs> no no the bathroom the mural oh. in the bathroom I took a photo that was the first show oh yeah steady hands steady yes, hands. yes. Oh, yes. Sorry. no sorry no 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 you're right, you're right. wrong wrong no sorry no we partner with them too we partner with them too they're awesome so and yes. I didn't even realize that was you until like after yeah yeah well, sorry fine. Don't even worry. This is, I just realized it right now. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. I, but I don't think I met you. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. No. So you partner with no, them. No. The bold. Yes. So Bull Monk is right next to Study Hand. They're both breweries. Okay. But they both have outdoor spaces. So they were like, can can we do this weekend? I was like, oh, it's the same weekend. And we were like, let's have a mini festival, I guess. So yeah. we were like, let's partner with all of our nonprofits and give them 100% of our proceeds that we make. And like we had a show at Bold Monk and it was great and then we had a show at Steady Hand and it was great and then yeah we gave 100% of our proceeds to our nonprofit partners divided up between the five of them but wow it was really cool but yeah it was a hard hard year to navigate for your first year of like we're starting a business i'm going to you know do you so what are your goals with that like building a team building it up because you've already built something really incredible and like how what do you want with that like and what from that thank you i i personally want it to continue to like be beneficial to everyone not only to businesses i want to continue to partner with new businesses i want to continue to partner with more nonprofits i want to continue to try to gain more sponsorships and people who want to be on board and also mm. to pay comics because I, I genuinely believe like, you know how much it is to take a class for writing for five minutes. I'm like, oh, I've spent, you know, $1,200 uh, easy, easy on some classes that I'm like, oh, now I have 15, 20 minutes of material. I'm like, these people work hard on their craft and they deserve to be paid for it. The first time I got paid, twenty dollars mm. you would have thought oh my god yeah, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you it's only happened like twice yeah. <laughs> the first time i literally was like, yeah. like sorry yes. and i needed it really bad yeah. so <laughs> when people like pay kidding. you for your hard work and effort i mean it just drives you to do more and yeah Honestly, comics should be unionized, but I didn't say that anywhere. But like, <laughs> we, we, you know, if musicians are, and like, you know, in so many different areas. Anyways, that's a whole another. I don't even but know what that means, but yeah, it means that people <laughs> should pay us when we go. When they clubs should have a. This is the limit. Anyways, this should not be recorded because <laughs> I don't want to be canceled. But at the end of the day, like we work hard on our craft, and we deserve to you know, be rewarded for it instead of, like, people taking more. But you know what? I, I'm not here to critique that either because exactly, we're in a yeah. position right now where we are not able to pay, mm -hmm. whereas last year we were just committed to paying. And so now we're like, okay, like, we have to really think about what what is good for our business and how much we can pay and kind of exactly, do that. Yeah. But ultimately I'm like, I would love to be in a place where, we're honoring people's craft and skill and we're you know helping everyone so that's still our goal but it's hard to attain and it's hard to 
you know, have a sustainable business on top of that. It really is. But I think when you keep those core, like, values, like, I think when you start something with intention to help others Mm -hmm. and intention to do that, like, I think it can only um, thrive. That's how I view it. You know, and clearly, yeah. That's really our hope. We honestly have taken a little bit of heat, but at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? This is beneficial to all parties. And so I just want to keep doing it and doing the best that I can and continue growing like a hand-up stand-up team of people who want to be producers, who want to be hosting, who, you know, are just have a desire to also partner with these nonprofits because it's not just us running shows for them now. Like, I still go and help and still volunteer on some weekends and they have a kitchen and like they're doing so many amazing things Atlanta Mission in particular like they they work so hard and A21 is one of our partnerships abolishing human trafficking (laughs) slavery in the 21st century I'm like I have seen it with my own eyes like a child thrown in the back of a car and I was like especially as a flight attendant I'm sure did you see a lot of stuff like I have It's terrible. I've had a lot of friends that are flight attendants, and they've said, like, they've seen some really, like, p- police, like, meeting at the gate mm-hmm. type stuff. Like, terrifying. I saw a, a man throw a blanket over him and an unaccompanied minor, and I wanted to throw up. He, like, had to report him and had to give, like, a statement and do all this stuff and had to take the little girl and talk to her parents. It was horrific. But that stuff happens every day, and I'm so thankful for A21 and all that they do. Yeah. And so we're honored to be partnering with them. That's so special. Yeah. Like, like that's what, that's what I think, it goes back to it. Like, comedy is not just about being, st- like, I think some people are like, comedy is just stupid. And it's like, some of it is like, just <laughs> a lot stupid. of it, a lot of it <laughs> is just stupid. But like, we are, comics are real people that have hearts and that want to help people. <laughs> Literally, no, it's genuinely like helping and like, that girl that said, like, you never know and, like, get, m- creating a space for people because I know with COVID, like, I literally did my first comedy in February and then I was scheduled to do an open mic March 12th. The world shut down. So, like, mm-hmm. there were comics. I thought I was never going to be able to do comedy again. So, like, even having mics to give other comics, like, opportunities, like, just creating spaces for other people, like, love to see it. Like, yes. truly love to see it. Yes. Oh, and you don't do it alone. You do it with Shelby, right? Yes. Right now, but yes. you're building a team. And yes. we'll have to have, I'll have to have her on the other yes. half and see she like the, the other half, half of the dynamics <laughs> because this just like got deep. Oh, I'm sorry. You are, no, <laughs> I this is what I live for. Oh, okay. I live for deep talks oh. and stuff. So like I just didn't know that you had all like that is very special. Like thank you're you. you're like a gem. Like oh, you're like you. literally Okay, I usually start with this question, but I got yeah. so like I was like so nervous because like my new friend, <laughs> my new friend you don't need was to be here. Nervous around me, I'm, <laughs> I got dirt on my feet. <laughs> like try not to put it on your cushion. It's okay. fine. <laughs> so we have cleaner. Um, I've been liking to start the podcast with a question, so I guess we'll end it because I forgot because I was nervous. When is the last time you cried? Because I just cried during this podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> when is the last time you cried? Um, uh, you know what? I just came back from Chicago. Okay. And <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's, so, that's so ridiculous. Okay, this guy um, 
came up to me in the airport and we had been delayed. Like we were already going to be delayed and then we were delayed again and then mm-hmm. we were delayed again. Okay. So it's like two in the morning and this guy came up to me and he was like, hey, I just want you to know that I think you're doing way better than you think you are and that your efforts are going to be seen and <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> and he was like, and I really believe that like, whatever you're trying to do in life is just going to flourish. And, I, like, you know, I was like... I'm sorry, you saw an angel. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? Like, touched by <laughs> I was just like, I received this so hard right now. Like, I... I needed this. Like, it's like 2 in the morning in Chicago, in O'Hare Airport. We're waiting on a spirit flight. And he's Spirit? Just, yeah. You needed that yeah. word. You needed yeah. that word. And yeah, and I had my headphones in. Like, not asking for it in any way, shape, or form. And this guy just walked right up to my chair and said this stuff to me. And then I was just like, wow. Like, I was stressed about this week. And now I just, like, it doesn't it doesn't, you know, affect me and my person. Like I, I am, I'm happy and healthy and whole in this moment. And I just need to take that into the week and just like not worry about a lot of things that I typically worry about, but it was just the sweet, I cried and he just walked off and went and sat wherever he sat and just changed my life a little bit. (laughs) Isn't it so nice? Well, Wow, I'm about to cry right now. I, I legit, I legit, just like okay. And then I thought about the whole next day. I was just like, I want to be that kind of person that walks up to people and just like encourages them, encourages them in their journey. And I don't, they don't know me, I don't know them, and just like, all right, have a good one, bye. <laughs> like, it was so nice. I think you are that person. That's, that's why you needed that reminder. <laughs> You need it, like you know. Sometimes, like you give so much, like to other people, mm. that you don't get it. Sometimes, and, like when you get it, it's like, <sighs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah, my cup's empty, and you just help. Yeah. I okay. I'm so glad you said that because, like, you do give a lot of yourself for work, and your so your cup is probably empty a lot. What do you do to fill yourself up? I hang out with Shelby. I, you know, I do. I take care of myself. I. I am. I do. <laughs> so no, I'm like, I'm like, what do you do to like fill I, yourself up? We love self care here. I mean, I honestly, to uh-huh. be honest, my ideal day is like laying in bed at home, watching a movie, listening to an audiobook, have a face mask, a foot mask, a hand mask, all the hair masks, every mask I can do, just chilling. They got booty wraps now. I know. I've found them. But this one had cinnamon or something. I swear, my butt was not the same color. I was like, why is it red for like a week? I was like, this is cinnamon. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's real. I have like a red mark. Cinnamon. I was like, this is bad. I'm allergic to that. But (laughs) but no, I just take care of myself. And I can feel it. Like, I can feel like uh, I'm, I've had enough. Uh-huh. I need to go home. I need a full day at Jeju. I need a full day away. <laughs> Have you ever been to Jeju? No. Okay, we're going. What is it? It's a spa. It's <gasps> I a, need that. It's you pay thirty dollars to get in, and then you go in. They have a pool, a salt pool, and they have all these different rooms. They have a salt like heat room, and they have you know 
jade room and other gym rooms. And then they have a cold room. And then they have a whole, like, sauna, hot, dry. And then they do a scrub down. Oh, my gosh. Have you, have you ever heard of this? No, but you are ma- you are <laughs> you are making me feel some type of way. <laughs> so good. You lay naked with like eight other naked girls, and they scrub you down like a piglet. And I mean, they rub the soap on you, and then they get all the dead skin off your body. Okay. And I mean, like the last oh, girl who did it yeah. rubbed my boobs for so long, I was like, she's enjoying this. Like, <laughs> honestly, it was great. And they like from the bottom of your feet to the top of your head, they wash your hair for you. They Stop do, it. Yes. Yes. And then. And that I got a vitamin E massage right after it, and it's like it's like heaven. Honestly, it's like heaven. It's the it's the best. We're gonna go. What's it called? It's called Jeju. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> they should pay me. They should. <laughs> I'm telling everyone about them. I went like two weeks ago. Literally, you should weekend. be like, you know what you should do? This is what this is what all these videos I find out. You should be like, hey, y'all got a TikTok? <laughs> Let me make a video for you. <laughs> TikTok. I need to figure that out. TikTok. <laughs> I like watching. Um, I'm like, I can't focus on anything because now I'm thinking about this. I was going to ask you something else. <laughs> Dang. Uh, dude, I'm literally like the scrub and then the, the yeah. low. Jesus. Yeah. All yeah. the rooms, the mm-hmm. pool. Mm-hmm. Can you, you mm-hmm. oh my. And they it's have like, a restaurant like, where they do like. They stop they it do right now. Yes. Yes, and you can get like pork cutlet that's been deep fried and <laughs> some planko. Oh, I don't eat pork, but gosh. do they have other stuff? Yeah, <laughs> okay. they got like wings and stuff. But okay, I mean, okay, yeah. yeah. So it's like in there next to all the rooms. That's <laughs> <laughs> so random. What is this place? Okay, I can't wait. It sounds like heaven on earth. Um, I'm okay. So booking that soon. Heard. Do you ever take? Okay, this is like serious, and then we're in. Um, yeah. Do you ever take work home with you? That's what I like because you know you have to like. Do you ever take like the kids home with you? And you're like, oh my god. Mostly because I work with them at home or <laughs> on the Zoom or through. Oh, you do? Time. Yeah. But yeah. But like, I do like think about them at night sometimes just like oh they've got to get this down i have a middle schooler that is so over it just so it's a hard program it's very grueling and you've gotta it's like math if you don't know how to add and subtract you're gonna have a hard time when you get to division yeah so it's like if you don't have the fundamentals then you can't build on it and everything comes down to mastery you have to master the concepts before you can move on so my older students are just so tired of it because they you know, here all day long that they're stupid. They just feel this, like, worthlessness. And I literally have to fight with them. I'm like, hey, you're smarter than this. You shouldn't be in those classes. You and I both yeah. know it. Like, and those kids I think about because they're the parents are like, I don't know what to do with them. I think we're going to be done with tutoring. And I'm just like, no, like, you know what? If you want to take a break, that's fine. But he needs this. Like, yeah. he's significantly behind. They need this. And... Mm. And no one else is gonna help him along the way. Yeah. But if you, if you can't imagine how often you read in a day, mm. and then imagine you know, like they're they're able to, I can't, but they're yeah. not confident. And then if they don't know a word or it intimidates them, it's too big. They'll kind of glaze over it. And like they're great storytellers because they can make stuff up on the fly and use context clues to like figure out what you're talking about. And be yeah. Like, oh, okay. Their EQ is just next level yeah but like 
I mean, to not know, I think about that at night. I'm just like, oh, he's he's not ready. I can't I can't do that. So I yeah. do I do take it home with me in that yeah. way in a lot of ways. It's because you have such a big heart. <laughs> and it's because you have such a big heart. I'm serious. Like I'm like not being spicy. Like I'm serious. I'm when I <laughs> no, when I what? I was no, gonna wait. say when I have a kid. Yeah. If I lay it on me, I'm gonna say when I have baby. a kid, I'm gonna send him to you. But then I'm like, wait, hold on. You can if he's still like, I can still teach him. Yeah. He'll be a master. It honestly helps anyone. Really? It's like learning a different language. So. Imagine you're trying to learn Spanish and someone was like, oh, I can teach you the alphabet and every sound an A can make. Every sound an E can make. Oh, every sound yeah. an I can make. Oh, I can teach you every spelling rule. You're not going to be great at it, but <laughs> I can teach you how to do it. Like, the rules. There are rules. <laughs> you know? But the thing is, is like, I don't even know all the rules. I don't even yeah. think we, like, people that don't have, like, have, that don't know all the rules. Yes. We don't, I don't know all you the rules. You don't have to because your brain functions differently. Whereas like when a dyslexic person is a big thinker. Yeah. So we don't know the step-by-step step of how to get somewhere, uh-huh. but Oh, that's possible. I could do that. Like uh, jumping there. Yeah. Like I was like, Oh, I'm going to start a business and I want it to look like X, Y, Z and da, 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 da. And then my <laughs> other people come along. <laughs> Shelby comes along and she's like, Okay, what about an LLC? What about, you know, yeah. all the yeah. steps along the way? And I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, like yeah. the paperwork. Me yeah. literally getting a 60-day notice from the state of Georgia. Like, oh, <laughs> no, because I forgot to renew. Oh. Like, I forgot I was a business. Oh, okay. And they're like, you're going to not be a business if you don't <laughs> pay. <laughs> I'm like, bet, I'm going to pay. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that is so I I worked in kindergarten for a little bit and and teach like trying to get kids to read is so hard. Mm-hmm. And so I cannot imagine I have the utmost respect for you. Literally, you're a saint. Um, where what is your Instagram? Where can people find you? What's the stand hand up stand up? Like what is everything? Okay. Um uh, my Instagram is at Haley H A Y L I E comedy i check every time i do too <laughs> i do too honestly my dad misspells my name on most of my birthday cards if he sends me one <laughs> but <laughs> that's kind of ironic that they named you Haley like with a weird spelling and he did it. my mom's like your dad should know he did that to you um yeah and then you can find me a hand up just one hand just one hand up, it means I'm, like, raising my hand to volunteer. That's what it, everyone's like, hands up, stands up. I'm like, no. No. Just one hand. hand. Just, hey, I'm here to help. I'm here to assist. Hand up dash stand up dot com. Wait, I love that. Is that what that's about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I should have asked that. <laughs> Where'd you get the name from? <laughs> I honestly forced it on everyone that was on our team. I was like, we're going to be called hand up, stand up. They were like. Uh, okay, why? <laughs> it was like because we're we're volunteering, we're putting our hand up to assist businesses, nonprofits, and comics. Like we're we're the middle women. We're and it was you know. Oh, how, okay, I about it. How does it feel being a woman running this all, like comedy production? How does it feel? 
honestly, it feels more challenging. Like, we're being tested in a different way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's fair to say. It might just be in my mind. But at the same time, I'm self-aware enough to know that, like, oh, we're we're not supported. Like, I feel like we support others. Mm. And that's just, like, could just be in my head. But at the same time, like, there was a girl the other day. She um, came out to a show. Or I was on a show with her. And she just looked at me and she was like, oh my gosh, like you and Shelby are doing so great. When I saw you guys had a website, I was like, man, that's like legit. Like you guys are doing great. And I looked at her and I was just like, you're the first person to say anything like that. And really? Like, I really appreciate you saying that. That's really nice. We worked really hard. Like, and it's our personal yeah it's our personal friends who are like yeah i'll help you build a website like my cousin built it and like no and, literally and, yeah you know, we pay people for their craft so i'm just like bleeding out a little bit <laughs> like no but yeah. it just felt really like wow that's and i was talking to shelby i was like that's the first person it looks really great i looked at it to like because i when i looked at your profile i saw it in your in your bio and i was like oh let me click on this and i looked and i was like it's so legit literally thank you so much like it's a lot of freaking work to do anything like this and i that was the first time someone like acknowledged it and like said it out loud and i just took note of that in my mind like you know what like we don't do this for anyone else we're not trying to like get applause from any of anyone in the scene yeah but to be a woman in comedy and like giving it my best go yeah like really just trying to make an effort i'm like Okay, it feels it feels different than yeah. it must feel like for most guys. You, you know, I feel like even at our open mics, not a lot of the open micers or people from the scene come to our open mic. It's a lot of like mm. people I'd never seen before and stuff like that, which is cool. But it just feels like, all right, like we're <laughs> we're just trying, we're doing our best, and like maybe support will follow. Maybe I think. And I just want to always, like, be a person that, like, tries to change the narrative because I think with anything creative or with anything even, like, not even just comedy, but, like, it's always a lack mindset or, like, a competition. Like, oh, if they win, I lose. Mm. But I don't think it should ever be that way. Like, literally, a win for you is a win for Atlanta Comedy. A win for y'all is a win for everyone. And literally, I think that there's something very special happening with all these, like, female productions and the fact that if we could all, like, literally everyone just, like, come together and, like, work together, I think, like, literally there's something very special here. And Mm -hmm. I support what you guys are doing. If there's any way I can help more. I literally have been locked in the house for four months. (laughs) So I'm coming back out now. (laughs) I've been trying to build this for a and then, Beautiful. like, get surgery and stuff. So, like, I'm finally coming back out. So, like, I will definitely be at a mic coming to see it because I do see what you're doing, and I love it, and I think it's amazing. Don't feel pressure, too. Like, it's I don't not feel, like no, I'm not keeping tabs on anyone or anything. I'm not – no, that's not what I'm saying. I haven't been able to go anywhere. No, I've no. been – I took Lace's class, and that's all I've done this whole time since this accident. And then I'm start – I'm going to go somewhere tomorrow. Nice. But, like – I literally have just been locked in the house, so there's no pressure, but yeah. <laughs> I want to. I feel like the whole scene, like, if For anyone sure. listens to this, I don't want them to think that we're, like, keeping tabs on, like, 
they weren't there tonight. There's none of that. Yeah. And there, I agree with you. There's no competitive edge. No. We're like, in my mind, no one can compete with me because I'm not running the same race as anyone else. And, and nobody, like, you know, is going to take over <laughs> my life. I don't know. Like, <laughs> we just we out here. <laughs> We're just trying to have fun. We're yeah. just having fun. We're just trying to laugh. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard. It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really should be. Yeah, it really should be fun. Well, you're literally, um, I'm, I'm very inspired by this talk. I love you. Thank you again. Everyone follow her. Bye. Bye. <laughs>